This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. Our climatologist says that the Mato Grosso is 10.5 inches below its normal precipitation this far into the growing season. It's also been seeing 90 to 100 degree temperatures, which from our experience last summer are stressful. But he also sees rain chances improving in week 2 of December for some of the drier areas of center, center west in Brazil, providing some relief. The market saw that too. The overall La Nina, however, remains. There are some trade-offs again as other areas less threatened up to now turn drier. Southern crop areas in Argentina are one of them. Most of Brazil doesn't have a soil structure like ours that can hold moisture. There's little subsoil structure and they need consistent rains throughout the growing season. There is some change in U.S. weather too. The Pacific Northwest is getting some rain and snowpack. Kansas and western Oklahoma is getting snow, which covers wheat. There are waves starting in the southwest corner states that pick up moisture on their way to the northeast. The eastern U.S. is getting wetter. The northern plains have turned dry. North Dakota is all set up to put in a crop on time for a change next spring, so of course there will be drought. Monday saw a classic wave of fun-long liquidation in CBOT markets, including cotton, Funds tend to enter and exit positions in three-day windows during the day session. That could mean that the current selling could last into Thursday. Then we would see how much chart damage is done. Weather in South America is currently very hard on crops, but a break in the forecast ahead for rain triggered liquidation. The dollar bounced back from lows but lacked follow-through. The trade narrative is that the dollar will weaken, so it is time to get bullish commodities. That makes me nervous. There was also a major advisory that had been bearish that is now bullish. Bullish consensus is very high. The Brexit thing is coming to a head. While the decision was agreed that the UK would exit the European Union, they followed EU rules while they have spent the year trying to come to an agreement how things will transpire between them post-Brexit. There are major sticking points remaining and they are fast running out of year. Why this was bullish the euro against the dollar confused me. They are closing in on failure, which would result in higher costs and trade barriers and be disruptive to trade and life in general over there. They have reached a point where they are telling each other that the other one has to concede. Similarly here, the first thing that the lame duck Congress has to take care of is funding the government again past December 11th when the previous stopgap funding measure expires. Sounds like they are getting the tactical measures worked out, but that leaves the tough stuff unresolved, I guess just like in Europe. On the cattle, Packers margins set a record high for November. They sold beef higher and managed to keep the gain from feedlots. Nothing wrong with price discovery, though. At least that is what the industry experts tell us. I guess that Packers are supposed to set the price of cattle going forward. The idea that when the beef market climbs that they should pay more for cash cattle is now old school. Feedlots just feed them cattle each week to fill the kill by formula, and if they don't, Feedlot inventory will back up and make the situation with loss of feedlot leverage even worse. Cattlemen tell sad stories to the media about how they are failing to get paid fairly for their cattle, but USDA and Beef Magazine looked into it and found there was no problem with the market. 
Some feedlots regionally get sweeter formulas than others because they supply more cattle to packers to undermine leverage so they didn't have to bid up for the rest. That's worth a lot to them. Antitrust rules mean nothing. The Packers and Stockyard Act is unenforceable. Courts fail to offer any redress for injury. And half of the industry is in bed with Packers just enough so they can have their way with the other half. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley is really stubborn. He says he will push again for antitrust relief for cattle producers. He has been at it for decades with no progress. The Packers are now brazened, having stood off all challenges to their market leverage, so they now think that they are invincible. They have the industry hooked to their chain. They used to try to hide it when they pulled on that chain and now do not even bother. They are currently only making about $450 a head, and I doubt that includes the awful. It's gotten old to see this transpire over the years. Last week was a great example of the Packers' ability to divorce the beef market from the cattle market, just one of many, and no reason to expect that will change. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.